I know you've all been waiting to hear what the number one most played podcast is. And if you haven't listened to it, you need to. And if you've listened to it, you need to listen to it two more times. It is Back to the Basics. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. This is Dr. Heidi, your toxic relationship awareness and healing specialist. Today, I want to backtrack just a little bit. The reason I want to do this is because I obviously have a lot more listeners than I ever anticipated having. And I have some people that just can't get back to some of the, the beginning um, ones. It's just there's too many and it's very um, cumbersome to decide which episodes you should listen to and which ones maybe won't apply to you. So people are jumping around kind of trying to figure out which would be the best to start with. And I think starting a little bit back at ground level, uh, for those of you who are just now thinking maybe something's not right and you're just starting uh, your learning journey, and as well as a reminder for those who get kind of caught back up in the cycle um, after, you know, learning so much and then, you know, trying to deal with it. Sometimes it's just a good reminder to kind of go back to the basics. So identifying difficult people, toxic people, unhealthy people, like what does that even look like? Okay. Now a little bit more about me. I am not a licensed mental health professional. If you've listened to my podcast, you already know that. I am a chiropractor acupuncturist by trade. And aren't you glad my podcast is not on that because that would put you to sleep probably. Retired after 24 years of service to grow my passion business, which is toxic relationship awareness and healing specialist. Okay, a little bit more about toxic. Okay, toxic is not a diagnosis. Okay, toxic is a word that I chose several years ago when this business began. And toxic is an adjective that describes any relationship in the status that it's in that may be unhealthy for you mentally, physically, or emotionally. So you can take the word toxic out and you put, can put difficult in. You can take the word difficult out and you can put unhealthy in. Those are all adjectives that just describe a relationship that's not healthy for you. Okay. It can be anything from the bully on the playground all the way to the most extreme things you're seeing, you know, in the media, the things that you're seeing in some of the new Netflix series, the things that you're seeing when you take the toxicity profile analysis on my website. Okay. When someone hears the term toxic relationship, okay, our mind automatically defaults to the intimate or the spousal type relationship. As you all know, it doesn't necessarily stop there. So a toxic relationship doesn't necessarily mean a bad marriage. In reality, there are many types of relationships in our lives that we may feel uncomfortable in, okay? We don't know why we're uncomfortable in these relationships. We just feel like something is not right. We can't put our finger on it exactly what it is. So our minds go, huh, it must be me. It must be something I have to change. Maybe I'm not a good wife. Maybe I'm not a good friend. Maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I need to fix this or change this or be better at this. And we continue to stick with that thought process as we get deeper and deeper involved in these type of relationships. So aside from the intimate spousal type relationship, family relationships, friendships, 
coworker situations, social circles, siblings, parents, children, as well as your intimate partners and spouses. Toxic relationships do not discriminate, okay? They are in every race, every religion, every social class, every circle, every profession. You know, I'm gonna whisper this because we don't talk about this. When you hear the word abuse, we immediately picture certain social classes in our life, or we immediately picture certain demographic. Toxic relationships do not operate that way. They are everywhere. So when we use the word toxic or difficult or unhealthy to describe someone, it does not always mean that this is a bad person. One who causes a relationship to be difficult for you may not cause a relationship to be difficult for somebody else. So toxic or unhealthy for one does not necessarily mean toxic or unhealthy for all. Okay, now let me dig a little bit deeper into this. The toxic personality does often repeat their cycle with more than one person in their life. Okay, but that is not the way it works with all of them. Difficult people are only difficult for us because they are the people that are close to us. They are the people we spend time with. They are the people we work with. They're the people we hang out with. They're the people that we're married to. They are our parents. They are our kids. They are our siblings. Relationships that become toxic can really only do so because we've invested in them. We've invested our time. We've invested energy. We've invested commitment. We've made promises. These are the people that we love. These are the people that raised us. These are the people we work with. These are the people that are in our closest social circles. So for example, your crabby checker at the grocery store is going to have no effect on you once your groceries are in the car because you haven't invested at all in that relationship. You had zero expectations going into the checkout line. But criticisms from a coworker, hurt feelings from a spouse, high anxiety caused by a controlling parent that you cannot seem to please, those are the types of things that are going to affect you. And those are the people that are closest to us. Now, when these type of things happen repetitively on a cyclical basis or continually, that is when the relationship can become toxic or difficult or unhealthy for you. Now, the good news is you and you alone get to decide what situations are healthy for you and which ones may need to be altered in order for, in order for you to have a healthy environment within that relationship. Okay. I think too, you know, a lot of the people tend to think that before I change the dynamic of this relationship, I have to quit caring. And so we feel like we are continually stuck within these relationships because we still care about them. Well, of course you care about them. They're your family. They're your friends. They're the people you married. They're the people that raised you. You're not just going to light switch, shut off the caring. And I think that's a lot of times why it's difficult for us to make the changes that we need to make within these relationships because we still care. And if we start making changes, it's going to feel like we don't care. But to make the relationship healthy for you, there's a lot of different things that you can change 
if you still need to operate within that relationship. Now, again, we talked about from the bully on the playground all the way to the most extreme. There's a lot of gray area and a lot of different levels of toxicity between the bully and the most extreme. And a lot of those, we don't have to kick all the people out of our life, but we do have to make the changes in the relationship so that the behavior of the toxic person no longer affects us. Okay. When we get up to the more extreme with a lot of education and a lot of understanding on what is really going on within your situation, you can then make a decision on whether the relationship can be healthy for you by staying in it at some level, or if you've had to make the decision to remove that person from your life so that you can be healthy and that you can be safe emotionally, physically, or mentally. Okay, now back to me. Okay, I grew up on a dairy farm in the middle of Montana. Okay, I grew up in this little tiny Christian community, which to this day, I feel like hardly anybody leaves. The dairy farmer's daughter married the dairy farmer's son, and they have a dairy farm and they stay there. Now, I love my community, and I get to go back there two or three times a year now. When I was married to my former, I was never able to go back there. So I'm making up for lost time there. But that community, now looking at it and how I was raised, very unexposed. Everybody in the community was very protective. You know, you could trust anybody. Uh, everybody had your best intentions in mind. And, you know, when I left at age 21 um, to go to graduate school, I left with the perception of that's how the whole world was. Okay. Everybody's nice. Everybody's safe. Everybody, you know, is good because that is how I perceived the community that I grew up in. Working in the job that I work in now, and having done so for several years, I 100% realized that my perception of that community and of the rest of the world was completely protected, okay? I have several clients from that community. I work with people all over the world, and they're all dealing with the same thing that I have dealt with in my life. So it was, it was during graduate school that I met my former husband all I'm going to really say about that. But I will tell you that 15 years later, I left almost everything, including my kids to begin with, to basically run away for my mental and my emotional safety. Okay. I moved four hours south. I started over with nothing but debt. How I did it, I have no idea. And I will tell you when you talk to the people that do this and you ask them how they did it, they don't know. They just did it. And that's exactly how I felt. I don't know. I just, I had to do it and I just did it. But within a few years, I had attracted some employees that made me feel much the same way. Not to mention a handful of friends that I thought were supposedly close, yet I noticed myself walking on eggshells. So I started looking into and really evaluating why certain relationships in my life seemed so easy and why other relationships in my life seemed so difficult. Okay, so what does that mean to you guys? Well, many of you are in the same boat that I was in. When you find yourself in a relationship of any kind that you do not feel comfortable in, and I just say you don't feel comfortable because, like I said, we can't put our finger on why we feel like that. We can't even really 
pinpoint what the feeling that we have is. But when you find yourself in a relationship that you do not feel comfortable in, it is more often than not because the goals of those within the relationship are not congruent with each other. One is in it for one thing. The other is in it for something entirely different. Okay, so I am going to repeat that. Relationships become difficult when the goals are not the same between the two parties involved. Now, we all enter into relationships for certain things. It may be companionship. It may be friendship. It may be emotional connection. It may be intimacy, partnership, support to build the future. Okay, your difficult personality enters into relationships for another purpose. Now, in the beginning, and I have a podcast on this, they will tell you that their goals are the same. You list the things that you're really looking for in a relationship and they say, oh, that's exactly what I want. And they love everything about you and they love that you're independent and that you make your own money and that you're so confident and you have so many friends and and you dress well and you keep your hair great and you're a great parent and on and on and on. They love everything. They love your family. They love everything, right? They have the same interests as you. They have the same hobbies as you because we're working towards the same goal, right? Okay. So we look at it like, I can't believe we just met the person that we've been waiting to meet, or we just found the friend that we've been waiting to find so that we can do a lot of stuff together and build a great friendship. I just great found this great coworker situation where we can all work towards the same goal. Okay. The difficult personality leads you to believe that their goals are the same, but they're not. Now, why would the toxic personality not tell you that their goals are not the same? Because if they really laid out there in the beginning, what their intention with the relationship is, we would all go, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. So the difficult personality needs other things from a relationship than what they're telling you in the beginning. They need to have the feeling of security in themselves. Okay. In my opinion, and for whatever reason, and you've heard me say this before, the difficult or toxic personality has some level of insecurity within themselves. Now, this may sound abrasive. We cannot care for our own safety, what makes them insecure, okay? It may be a traumatic upbringing. It may be a diagnosis. It may be an addiction. But at the end of the day, whatever is making them insecure within themselves, they need to figure that out. Because what does this personality do? We feel sorry for the reason that they're insecure in themselves, okay? So the toxic personality has some level of insecurity within themselves. In order to feel secure in themselves, they attempt to control the people and the situations around them. That feeling of control gives them a feeling of self-security. A constant supply of ongoing attention also gives them a feeling of self-security. They tend to be very, very concerned about the way other people see them. So you as a close friend, you as a passive coworker, you as an intimate partner is going to take the heat 
when they feel insecure in themselves and less in control. So to clarify again, one is in the relationship for companionship, friendship, partnership, emotional connection, intimacy, while the other is in the relationship for the sole purpose of finding the things that they need for self-security and using the other person within that relationship to achieve those things. Now, for those of you who've never experienced anything like this, you're probably not listening to my podcast. But for those who have, this is going to start making a ton of sense to you. So you, if you have found yourself in one or more of these types of uncomfortably feeling relationships, it is quite possible that you have that you have a personality type that attracts them. Okay? The difficult or toxic personality is going to target the personality that is kind, that is caring, that is loving, that is giving, that is helpful, that is supportive, that is the fixer, that is the conflict avoider. That doesn't mean that we have to change that. It just means that we have to be more aware. So you have to understand that if you've been in repetitive toxic relationships, and again, look at the relationships across the board. It doesn't just mean repetitive, intimate, toxic relationships. It means maybe a toxic, intimate relationship, maybe two or three friends that you feel uncomfortable around, maybe a work environment that was not your best choice for you. You are not picking these people. They are picking you. So now, sadly, it is our responsibility to be able to recognize the character traits, the tactics, and the red flags so that you can protect yourself from the situations and the people that don't make you a better person, from the people who don't match your value system, and for the, from the people who are overall unhealthy for you. So what does the toxic relationship look like? Those of you who are in one, are going to fall off your chairs when I say this. Because from the outside looking in, when other people look at the relationship, it looks completely normal. It looks like the cutest family. It looks like the greatest friendship. It's the perfect coworker that complements the culture and the environment of the community. These are the people that will do anything for anyone. The Everybody loves them from the public eye. But from the inside looking out, it's a totally different view. The difficult personality portrays a completely different person to the public eye than they portray in a private situation. This becomes very confusing to those who are trying to evaluate whether the relationship is healthy for them or not, because the toxic personality is not consistently toxic. They're toxic on Monday, and then they're really nice on Tuesday. There's a reason behind every action and every behavior that the toxic personality portrays. Your toxic personality will cause a relationship to feel very chaotic. Okay, Chaos Creators is another episode of a podcast a few weeks back. They are very inconsistent and unpredictable. The relationships will feel very hot and cold very on and off, very up and down. People describe the relationships uh, when they call and we do the uh, an initial session. More often than not, people will say, I feel like I'm on an emotional roller coaster. 
when they say that, they're talking about the ups and downs and the hots and colds of the relationship. Either it seems really, really good or it's way, way, way bad. There's never a lot of just consistently calm, peaceful activity in a toxic relationship. And it, it could go something like this. From them complimenting you in the break room at 9 a.m. with a really pretty engaging conversation to them taking credit for all your work in a 2 p.m. meeting in front of people insinuating that you didn't do your part. It may go from a weekend of garage sailing fun with a friend to three weeks of the silent treatment when they find out that you went garage sailing with somebody else. It may go from a great romantic dinner out to slamming doors upon returning home because the floors are not vacuumed. This unpredictability and inconsistency keeps our attention on them in anticipation of their next move. Who are we going to get? What type of personality are they going to have today? Are they going to be nice today? Is it hot today? Is it cold today? Is it up today? Is it down today? So our attention is always on their behaviors constantly in order for us to try and protect ourselves. Your toxic personality is going to be described as take all and no give. And those who have been in longstanding relationships know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel like you give and you give and you give, and it doesn't matter how much, it's never enough. We change things, we fix things, we undo things, we pre-do things, we overdo things, and it's never, ever enough. The sad part about giving in a toxic relationship is we give so much to try and achieve their acceptance and their approval that we eventually give up who we are in order to accommodate to what they need, thinking that it's going to work. And it doesn't. We just wake up one morning, look in the mirror, do not recognize a thing about ourselves because we've given everything away. Communication is very difficult in an unhealthy or toxic relationship. Okay, the difficult personality does not enter into a conversation to communicate. You all know what I'm talking about. We avoid communication. Why? Because the toxic personality does not enter into a conversation. They enter into a verbal competition that they fully intend on winning. Okay. They're going to win by making you take the blame or yelling louder or talking you into a big circle. And three hours later, you just want the conversation to be over. So you take the blame anyway. Okay. That gives the toxic personality the feeling of power. So communication in a toxic relationship feels very difficult. The toxic personality will also be very quick to tell you that you don't know how to communicate when all you've been trying to do is choose the right words, choose the right tone of voice, pick the perfect time to bring up something that you need to communicate over. And it very seldom works. There's very little resolve in a conversation with a toxic person. The unhealthy relationship over time is going to steal your confidence. It's going to steal your self-worth. It's going to steal your self-esteem. Why? With that constant giving and never receiving acceptance or approval, that ongoing invalidation of how you feel and what you need is going to make us feel unworthy. And when we start feeling unworthy, we start feeling bad about ourselves. The toxic personality is going to eventually destroy the relationships because of their goal 
for security in themselves throughout the relationship. So these are just some of the things that you may be seeing if you're trying to decide if your relationship is healthy or not. Now, these are very blanket. These are very generic. But for those of you who are, who are just starting to learn and just starting to seek some knowledge, this is a really good place to start. So I hope that this shed a little light for some of the newer listeners. And I hope it was also a reminder to those who've been listening that have left the relationship and gone back and left the relationship and gone back. Or those who are listening who have been thinking, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe so-and-so has it worse than me. I shouldn't be complaining. I'm being ungrateful. Okay. Make sure that when you think about your relationship, is it the relationship that you want to be in for the rest of your life? Okay. Is this the friendship that I want to be in for the rest of my life? Is this the coworker situation and environment that I want to be in for the rest of my life? Because if it was a good relationship, the answer would probably be yes. If it is an unhealthy relationship or a toxic relationship or a relationship that makes you feel uncomfortable, you are going to hesitate in answering that question. So if you hesitate in answering that question, it's time to start learning. Okay. And there are so many resources out here now to start learning about this personality. They are wired completely different than us. Remember their goal in being in a relationship is completely different than yours. So looking at it from that point of view is going to shed a lot of light on how you see the relationship. You know, logically, you may be able to say this relationship is not a healthy relationship. But as soon as emotions get involved, it clouds our logic and we start second guessing ourselves. So if this podcast topic or the things that I said you know, kind of resonates with you, I challenge you to go back, maybe listen to some of the other episodes, maybe jump on my uh, website, take the TPA. The TPA is a toxicity profile analysis. It's 106 questions and you will get a result that says you've been mild, moderately, or severely affected by the toxic traits of others. The results I get are completely different. Each one of those questions correlates to one of the 21 character traits I teach in my program. So if and when you decide to do a session with me and want that TPA explained a little more, I can see how many yeses you answered in each one of the character traits. And before we get on the phone, I already know exactly which type of personality you're dealing with and what type of manipulation they use to stay in control, stay in power and continue to get attention from you. So it's a good place to start, even if you never talk to me on the phone. Some of those questions may make you realize that the things that you're living with are not normal. They're toxic. But you've been living there so long, you don't realize that the behavior is slowly, slowly pulling you apart and destroying who you are on the inside. I hope to talk to all of you. I wish I could speak to every single one of you individually. Um, I know that that's obviously not going to happen. But there are a lot of resources. There's a lot of other good people that have podcasts too. We've got some other guests coming up, but thank you for listening today. And remind yourself, just because you've been living in it does not mean it's normal. We get used to the behavior and it becomes normal.